I have been sharing a, a series of uh, uh, messages. I, I actually do a series per month. And we have been working with the idea of the Ministry of Reconciliation, including reconciliation between us and God, God with us, one another, and even racial reconciliation. But I want you to know that this series was not planned just last month. This series was planned in April. And who knew what news were going to be relevant to our ministry today and our teachings today? Let me begin, first of all, with the reading of the Word. And, and we are using the same passage throughout the entire month. And I also suggested last week that we're going to work with a passage from the bottom up. Paul, in, in this situation, Paul begins with ethics and finishes with theology, but a good Reformed theologian, some of my pastors would agree, we would like to start with theology and end up in ethics, Right? So I'm turning around a little bit, but we're preaching from the bottom up in this verse. And the verse is, is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter... Uh, by the way, it, it's in your worship guide. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. So I would ask you, if you would please uh, listen to and for the word of the Lord as I read the word. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know Him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. The Word of the Lord. Last week, we, we, if you remember, and some of you were not here, uh, we, we were dealing with the whole idea of reconciliation. We introduced the idea of reconciliation. We talked about that reconciliation uh, requires a good relationship initially. It requires a moment of sourness in the relationship. It requires a resolution or a settlement of the relationship. And then it requires a good standing or a good restoration of the relationship. We discover that God is the one who initiates reconciliation with us. We discovered it because our, our bottom text says the following, and, and when we brought the text home, when we brought it home, what I mean when we bring the text home is when we make it ours. When the Word of God, when, when the word of God stops being out there and talks about the world and humanity, and we actually realize that the Word of God is the world, we're part of that world, we're part of that humanity, and we bring it down home. And we did this. That verse 18, we read it, for God was in Christ reconciling who? What did we put there last week? Our names. So let's read it 
But in the blank, I want you to put your name in there. For example, for God was in Christ reconciling Edwin to God. That's what it says. The world, I'm part of it. We're part of it. So let's do it. One, two, three. For God was in Christ reconciling to God. Let's continue. No longer counting Edwin's sins against Edwin. Let's say it. No longer counting. But he gave Edwin this wonderful message of reconciliation. Can you say it with your name? Now let's say the whole thing together, filling in all four blanks with your first name, if that's the one you use. Edwin Linwood, you have to use Linwood, because we know him as Linwood, not Edwin Linwood. Very good. So, for God was in Christ reconciling to God, no longer counting Edwin's sins against Edwin, and he gave Edwin this message of reconciliation. And that's where we're at this morning. We're going to figure out, we're going to try to figure out what is that message of reconciliation. You see, because uh, messages are, are, are something, it is a data, it is a, an information that is given. It is a piece of information, a piece of news, a note, a communique, I like that one, that is sent to a recipient. You see, it is a memo, it is a letter, it is a report, it is a heralding, it is a tiding that is given. It is good news that is given to a recipient. So the messages depend on a messenger. Because if the message does not have a messenger, what happens to the message? It goes nowhere. So the message that God is giving us, that message of reconciliation, is going to require messengers. In the book of Hebrews, we hear that beautiful statement it says, in, the, in days past, God spoke to us through the prophets. God had messengers. In days past, God spoke to us. But now, He's speaking to us through His Son, Jesus Christ. You see, the messages depend on a messenger. Messages do not move on their own. A message for it to be a message necessitates a messenger. But there's also something that's necessitated for a message to be effective. Not only does a message need to have a messenger, the message needs to have a recipient. We know that word recipient because it's in all of our computers. That one we know. Because we see it. We deal with it on a daily basis. And many times, we're pushing buttons, sending messages to a person who's the recipient who's going to receive the message that we formulated. So three things are needed. Number one, a message. Number two, a messenger. And number three, a recipient. So messengers, like you and I, we could be called communicators, dispatchers, couriers, bearers, envoys, emissaries, prophets, speakers, herald, harbinger is a big old British word, or ambassadors, as our scripture describes us. 
We are ambassadors to this message of reconciliation. Now, what is this message of reconciliation, Peter? The message of reconciliation is basically that God has initiated to love us, that God is no longer angry with us, that God is no longer counting our sins against us, that God is in love with God's creation, that God has called you and I beloved, that God has made you right through Christ, that God has forgiven you. That's the message. It continues. God has redeemed and settled the score. God has called us to oneness, unity, and peace. God has done good to us. The message continues. God has sent Jesus the Christ, and in Him we are a new creation. God has sent the Spirit to dwell and be within us and guide us in every way. That's the message. But how about the messengers? Well, up to about some years ago, some of you were thinking that when Pam, Pam, were you the president of the PNC? So you were the guilty one to bring me here. Okay, very good. Blame her. Uh, some years ago, you guys knew uh, or you guys thought that we're going to pay this professional, right, Kathy? We're going to pay this professional uh, a healthy salary, thank the Lord. And, and, and that professional is going to do the message. So uh, some people may think, well, I pay for the pastor to do the work of the ministry. Uh, you were wrong if you called me to do that. Because I understand that my career, my job, my ministry is to equip you with a message. To equip you, to, to strengthen you with a messenger from the messenger to entice you, to encourage you to be that messenger because you guys have a lot of people who are recipients. Yeah. You see the empty pews? The, the empty pews, we don't have that. What am I saying? The em empty chairs here? Can you imagine some of your friends in there? Look at them. Can you imagine? Yeah. And Paul in Romans 10 reminds us the following. Paul says, but uh, in 1014, how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in Him. And how can they believe in Him if they have not heard the message? Now the problem is recipients that have not heard the message. And how can they hear about Jesus unless someone tells them? You see, in verse 18, the, the, verse, the, the scriptures that we're working with tells us that, and all this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ, and God has given us the task of reconciliation. Other versions say the ministry of reconciliation. We are those messengers. We are those evangelos. You know the word angel is basically messenger? Yeah, angels. We're going to play with that this Christmas. Nothing else. So you are the communicators of the good news. We are the ones chosen by God to tell others, to lead others, to inspire others, to communicate to others, to be the dispatchers of the good news and ambassadors of an amazing kingdom. We are Christ's ambassadors, as verse 20 said. God is making His appeal through us. We speak through Christ when we plead, come back to God. We are ambassadors of God's message. Do you hear that? We are the emissaries, the gophers, the envoys, the heralds of the wonderful grace of God, the accepting grace and the sustaining grace of God. 
As a church, as a community, we are becoming messengers of God. This community is becoming a herald of God's good news. We as a church, we are a center of ambassadors. We are communicators. We communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ in many ways. As an organization, we're getting ready this, this oh, I just saw the first email of the, of the cookie baking parties. I'm going to have a baking, cookie baking party because you know what we're doing, Jose? We're going to be contacting a thousand people this fall. And we're going to be telling them, because you care about your job, because you care about this community, we, Lada Hope, we want to thank you. And then invite them to an art show and some meals that we're having. They care. So we want to thank them. Our, our community meal is, is in two weeks from now. We have 70 to 80 people from the community, including some of you who come and enjoy fellowship. Some of them have come up and hang around with us. Right, Tony? We have our summer camp, a camp experience, not just vacation Bible school. This church goes through an eight-week summer camp. Right, Gabby? Yeah. We have a little red bus. How many of you saw the red bus parked out there? That little red bus is a ministry. It takes children from this property to Richards Christian Academy up north so they can have a good Christian education. That's how we're communicating the gospel, the love of Christ to this community. Rivers of Hope is coming up, and next week I think... Linwood is going to be talking a little about Rivers of Hope. It is our attempt to touch the community. It is our ministry. Our, our, oh, it's a legal 5013C, yeah. But, but it is our way to touch the community and try to alleviate and prevent poverty through education, better life skills, and dealing with homelessness. That's the project. This community is beginning to get its own feet wet in what it is to communicate the gospel. A church that is communicating the gospel is a church that's vital, that's alive. We're going to be experiencing our third membership reception this year in a few weeks. This last Thursday, we had uh, a meal. Oh, you guys were here. The sellers were here. We, we, we had a meal with the Presbytery's uh, Committee on Congressional Health. And, and they, we took them throughout the church. We share our story. I was happy to listen to the church members sharing how happy they are in this ministry, how God is using this ministry to touch others. And you know what they said? Oh, we were so glad. Because we've been to two other churches, and they're all negative. Everything is a problem. Everything is going down the drain. And I, had, I didn't hear one complaint here. Well, we got them, but we're just going to let you know yet. You see? But vitality is what's happening, and churches are losing it. Too close this year. We got visitors from those churches in this week's. So how can you, if the church is about, how can you as an individual be someone like an ambassador for Christ? Well, this morning when I was walking in here, there was a, 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 a girl, where's Taylor. There she is. Tell her, come here. Because she, she received me with a smile. And I was coming loaded, you know, burdened. Come on. And, and when, she, she, when I walked in the door, she said, hi. And it brought a smile to my face. Last year, she took care of that whole sound system. Jordan, you trained her well. She took care of the whole sound system with your girlfriend. You know, you were amazing. You were a light of hope. Last week. And then this morning when I walked in, she was a light. So I want to give you a little of what you are. Oh, you got one too. Well, have another one. Because the idea, Peter, you're on. Zach, where's Zach? 
Peter, Zach, go, go over to, to Mr. Gaston. <laughs> because the idea of these little bands is for you to have an opportunity to see somebody in the community that, that may have done something nice that reminds you, and, and you have a smile because of what they did for you. Well, you then be the message of reconciliation. Go ahead. And, and I want each of you, don't, don't take one. Don't take one. Take two or three because the idea is that when you see somebody doing something that reminds you of the message of reconciliation, whether it's a smile, whether it's opening the door, please go ahead. You want to tell them, ah, you're a lot of hope. Gabby, you're a lot of hope. So go ahead, guys. Start passing this out. And I want every member, every participant here today to grab more than one because this is going to help you be that ambassador. You see, we're teaching you right now how to connect with people, how to tell them that they have made your day with a smile, with a simple opening of the door, with a simple... You see, because it is sad to also... Because uh, the other way is, you know, the best witness of Christian is a happy, joyful, hopeful Christian. The worst messenger of our church are also Christians who are bitter, angry, hopeless, and with no faith. So grab them. We're going to have them through throughout the weeks. Uh, uh, we have a lot, and I want to get rid of them. <laughs> I have one for the museum, you know, my, my little shelf with all my toys there, the gun that I sometimes to wake you up. The water gun last week got empty. Who emptied my water gun last week? <laughs> See, but share with your community. See, because it is the message of love and acceptance that people are hungry for. So let's together express that message. Telling people that you are a lot of hope, that you are somebody that God has forgiven, that God is no longer angry with you. I said, what? And then you share that message with them. Is that okay? Is that a plan? Who's taking two? Let me see the hands. Who's taking two? Very good. You're going to share those with the others. Now, in the worship guide, I have a confession or an affirmation of faith, that I would like for you to join me in this affirmation of faith. And it is about the ministry of reconciliation. We're going to go out and tell them, God is no longer angry with you. You are a lot of hope. You are an inspiration, whether you know it or not. You know why? Because we recognize God's DNA. We recognize God's footprint in that human being. We're, we recognize that little bit of goodness that may have just come out of that moment. And instead of squashing it down or ignoring it, we should celebrate it. We should make them aware that that was a good thing. And you do good because God is in you, whether you know it or not. Let's together read the response that we have here. It is from the affirmation, uh, 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 faith, uh, Confession of Faith of 1967, Faith Confession of 1967, section 9.07. Together, please. In Christ Jesus... God was reconciling the world to Himself. Jesus Christ is God with humankind. He is the eternal Son of the Father who became human and lived among us to fulfill the work of reconciliation. He is present in the church by the power of the Holy Spirit to continue the com and complete His mission. The work of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is 
is the foundation of all confessional statements about God, humanity, and the world. Therefore, the church calls all people to be reconciled to God and to one another. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the enthusiasm you give us through your spirit as we begin to look, to discern, to reflect upon your words that are written for such a long time. Thank you for refreshing the meanings to our days and applying them to us here at home. We thank you. We ask that your word be imprinted in our hearts and we become that community of reconciliation. We become people of reconciliation. We become people of unity, people that celebrate diversity in the unity of Christ. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.